Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Cutting Weight. This cabin is aflame with rock and roll. To my left, we've got Shane Mignona working the boards, jamming on the one. Hola. He's our Como sa- he's kind of de- he's grown into our sound engineer, kind of our straight man, the butt of all of our jokes, butt of ridicule. It's the first time you've called me a straight man. <laughs> yes, that, only in the sense that you're not very funny. <laughs> Every other sense, it does not apply. Jim, Shane shaved his beard. Jim Ayers to my right. He's the taskmaster. You've got Dirty Mike over here, the Allen County Crippler. Shaved his beard. Does that... Well, he not trimmed enough? his beard. Yeah, trimmed it. Not enough. He trimmed his beard. I know we were talking about it last week when uh, you made you made comments on... Uh, it looked like someone threw a bag of pubes in his face. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's like the definition of Abe Lincoln is what Shane has got going on his yeah. face. He trimmed it up a little bit. Looks, you know, looks a little bit more kept. I still think you got to just go all the way with it, but hey, you do what you do, Shane. Yeah, he kind of he he looked like an overage hobo there for a little while, but I you know I I think it. I wore the flannel today. Now I'm kind of hipster. I think the beard and the flannel. Okay. Yeah, sort of like a, a gay lumberjack. There, you, there's the Mike stall <laughs> comments. I, there I, I love. We, we're back on track, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Cutting Weight. If you're new to the show, you're talking to, to Mike, Jim, and Shane, and this would this would be a podcast for killing time that's otherwise might be well spent. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for for waiting just one more minute for the the second hand of life to turn. Anyway, we're drinking good beer here tonight. Uh, we've got a new keg on tap. We're drinking from the Columbus Brewing Company tonight. Jim, tell us a little bit about what uh what we're drinking i figured out the keg by the way so the keg yeah i feel like that's a weekly kind of adjustment thing you got going on there it's like so here's the trick we got to heat this cabin at least 24 hours before the show <laughs> because what happens is the keg freezes we get a little yeah. extra foam too much a little too much head which is the only Normally it's not situation a yeah, where the, where yeah i've never heard of that being a problem we, uh, but we, we figured it out so this thing's pouring real nice tonight is at the perfect temperature thanks to the daisy chain of space heaters that we got going again jim tell us about columbus brewing company and what uh, what's going on here yeah mike thanks it's uh you know they've been brewing beer down in columbus for i think close to 20 years now and this is their their standard ipa it's kind of, it's their flagship ipa and i remember drinking this for the first time when it first came out up here maybe 10 years ago or so it's pretty good it's one of my favorites it's a pretty standard ipa it's not crazy strong it's like six six point three but it's an India Pale Ale that, I mean, they originally were brewed to withstand these long ocean voyages from ships going from Britain to the colonies. So what you're saying is they weren't designed to be brewed and immediately consumed <laughs> no. by white think, middle-aged males. Yeah, I don't know this for a fact, but I think like they would brew them strong. And by the time they showed up in like India, they're <laughs> they'd like, be normal. They're like, right? yeah, okay, it's like a Bud Light. But then uh, when we brew them like that here and then drink them like two weeks <laughs> yeah, later... Right. So it's, that's why they're they're not quite the your father's uh, Budweiser. I think what we need to do is when we when we do start the brewery that we talked about here recently, and I'm going to hold you guys to your financial commitments that you made this past weekend. But when we do get the Jump the Shark IPA off the rails here, yeah, which is we've already copyrighted that. Yeah, right. And Ed Trebitz, if you're listening, <laughs> you've also already been your yeah, you're, you're, you're a head brewmaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We will actually brew an IPA, send it across the ocean, <laughs> and back. 
and see if it see if it withstands the journey. Yeah, I mean, like like a true IPA should, and, or at least we'll send it across Lake Erie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or there's a pond at my parents' house. I mean, you get well, a couple good gusts of wind, and that you know, as long as it hits some water at it's some point. Good. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so that's that, I think that's a good that's a good aspect of it. But it comes to us out of the cake tonight at a at a reasonable ABV and a, a great taste, a little citrusy taste. Yeah, they got um, a combination of some orange, grapefruit, pine, and some other tropical fruit notes. And uh, they use the Pacific Northwest Grown Hops, which is a huge hop bonanza up there in the Pacific Northwest. Northwest. I think hops like it when it's like damp and about 50 or 60 degrees year-round and lots of rain. So, I thought I tasted just a hint of California forest fires, too. It was. It was. I think there was a seal. That was some seal blubber, too, (laughs) maybe? Yeah. yeah. We, um, I think we should also do an IPA when we get this thing off the ground that involves us having to club a baby seal, just yeah. for the just for the, the the taste, just for the taste you get in your mouth after you're clubbing a baby seal, like the taste of regret. I'm hoping, I'm assuming that's what you're talking. It's about. just the grit, you know, yeah. and the blubber. I would just throw the baby seal back in the water. You're not even going to actually put anything from the baby seal into the beer, right? It's just the grit you get. Yeah. feeling from clubbing a baby it's, seal it's an ipa that will make you want to go out and club a baby seal you can only imagine what it would make you want to do to your wife and kids <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a 27 percent ipa <laughs> all right well look if that, it, it's if it's that doesn't called resonate green, with it's you, called green alcohol if that doesn't resonate with you maybe a full-grown angry seal that's that's charging yeah, at least make it fair everyone's you know, a sh- fair fight yeah all right Okay, well, I think we got some good ideas. Um, we're just we're just spitballing here at this point. Yeah. More importantly, we got another guest here tonight. It's a longtime friend and friend of the show, I would say. He's been a, a fellow that I've known for, geez, probably close to thirty years now. Um, we went to high school together, and you know, play. You know, we're on the same wrestling team in high school, and then you know, maintained a friendship and communication with him over college, and then you know, after college, we've we've grown to be pretty pretty tight. We're good golfing buddies and in general go to some musical concerts together like little kids like we'll just go around to like elementary schools and watch kids musical concerts <laughs> yeah they're, they're and, christmas uh, concerts yeah they're great i mean yeah. they're free too compared it's nice i like always like to get dressed up in a nice sweater vest and just yeah. sneak your own beer in it's, it's a good time i'll tell you this guy is also a computer whiz and when i say computer whiz he actually runs our master's tournament which if he basically can run any sort of spreadsheet, like among our group of friends, he is a computer genius. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome tonight to episode number 13 of the Cutting Weight Podcast, Tony Bernetti. Tony, how are you? Good, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I think it, it's good to be on the show, but it's good to hang out, too. I mean, is, it, is this everything you thought it would be? And more. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> the cabin live up to the hype? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think described very well a little warmer than i thought it was going to be um i mean mike's actually in a t-shirt tonight yeah yeah i mean i came layers scarf and uh it's cozy yeah the cedar really traps in the heat pretty well it does it's a it's a sauna-esque i think it kind of fits the you know ex-wrestler mold that's it's an uh, enormous fire hazard but yeah it suits us pretty well without any you know a little bit of danger i mean i don't think this would be what uh you know what we yeah, were hoping exactly. it would be yeah, no, you don't cut weight. Yeah, Tony and I, Tony and I actually go back even farther to the, the West End Y wrestling. Oh we, we had our guest God. Jerry Simmons. Here we go. Jeez, okay. There's quite a lot of alumni from that wrestling I mean, program. Gaz, right? Gaz, yeah, Gaz. Gaz. He was not called Gaz back then. It was, Ger- but, uh, it was just Gerald. Gerald and Tony and myself were uh, all part of that 
dominant wrestling team. Yeah. I mean, all, all kidding aside, though, like that youth program was uh, a real juggernaut back in the 80s and maybe even into the early 90s. I mean, there was tons of kids that went to Lake Catholic and St. Joe's and even some of the public schools around that uh, had tons of success in uh, you know in high school, even in college. Yeah, whatnot. pumped out a lot of state champs and a couple of national champs, I think, too. Yeah. yeah. We had an All-American, or we had an Olympian. We had an Olympian, yeah. yeah. Oh, How Andy, many uh, state Andy titles Rogue? did you guys win? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. Moving on. <laughs> I, I do think I have a bracket that somehow made it through all my moves that Andy Robat is in and I won so it's like it might have been like an 8U but you know he was a, a can you take a picture so, of that for uh, me yeah, to send to him I will well that was funny like when so my younger brother Mike who was on the podcast you know a month or so ago he started wrestling too when he was I don't know I was probably in maybe fourth grade so he would have been in like first grade you know he weighed 50 pounds and this little this little guy that came out and I don't know if he really wanted to wrestle but he did it because I was doing it and whatever and he probably wrestled 15 or 20 matches that year and he was like say he wrestled 15 he was like 0 and 15 did not win a match and i think like 11 of those losses were, were to andy rovat <laughs> it's like every tournament i mean we'd like look at the bracket and like i'd be standing there with my dad and because i was wrestling and then like mr rovat would be there and he's and like we both read it and i'd look at mr rovat and he'd be like yeah it looks like uh you know andy's got to wrestle mike again and my dad's just like yeah i guess he does and it's like you know 20 second pin and it's like ah oh. So hopefully Mike can take some solace, at least that he was getting his butt kicked by an Olympian yeah. at that point. I feel like it's a tough draw when you're a kid and new to the sport to draw a future Olympian 11 out of 15 matches. Well, plus I think at that point, you know, Andy was probably a first or second grader and had already been wrestling for like three or four years. And, you know, oh, so. 100 matches a year. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah exactly. Well, cool, man. So we're glad to have you here tonight. I'm going to do a little recap about the Super Bowl. I thought it might be interesting for the listeners to hear about that and maybe hear about what your guys thought of it were i mean it's for, for me personally I, I really thought the chiefs were gonna kind of win easily super surprised at the outcome but again like tom brady find, found a way to get it done so yeah my, my my take on that super bowl is i think tom tom brady steals all the headlines and yes it's his seventh super bowl and it's probably rightly so but what won that game was a pretty stout running effort a commitment to running the football and fantastic defense, and I think yeah, that no, they didn't give up a touchdown. Exactly, so against one of the best offenses in 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 the league. So, I, well, did you see that one comment that Gronk made about like that guy that was streaking? Remember, remember the streaker? Yeah. And then yes. like they were interviewing Gronk afterward, and Gronk best said player. something like, "Man, the Chiefs should have signed that guy. At least he scored." <laughs> <laughs> so, I, burn. I, I think. Um, you know, if you have any questions about what what the formula for winning championships is in the, the National Football League, it's still running the football, playing great defense. So and having um, a quarterback that's won in seventh Super Bowl. I mean, he, he didn't make any mistakes. No, and he, um, yeah, of course, you know, he threw some touchdown passes to some of his old his old favorites, but the meat of that success was really about running football and offense. I, so Yeah, but can we talk about what the Super Bowl is really about? It's gambling, right? Yeah, sure, sure. So we're we're driving back from Mike, Jim, and I, and our, some of our family were in uh, New York this weekend skiing or snowboarding. On the way back, I realized, hey, you can gamble on your phone in, in some of these states. So we hit Pennsylvania, and I pull up the app, and I'm like, let's get some Super Bowl bets in. How did you end up doing on those? I remember you were asking me while I was driving, like, 
hey, is it gonna be heads or tails? And I think I, I picked the wrong one. And then yeah, we lost. We lost on tails. It, w- it was heads, but that you know, what are you gonna do about that one? <laughs> it was my best guess. That's all I had. <laughs> I mean, I'm never gonna ask you for your device again. But I did well. I 50, 50. Uh, I put fifty bucks in my account and I won one eighty eighty dollars. So nice. cashed out. But the big one I hit was you. You know, you bet who's gonna score the first touchdown. I bet five bucks on Travis Kelsey. And I think it was like seven or eight to one, and five bucks on Gronk, fourteen to one, and he scored the first touchdown. There you go. Then I also had Tampa Bay minus three for like twenty bucks, and then I had um, a few dollars on both the quarterbacks. They have an over under on how many yards they're going to pass for, and when they played early in the season, they both threw for like three fifty, four hundred yards. But I bet the under on both of them, and they they both came in on the under. So in the first year in a while, I've uh, bet on Super Bowl and won, made Boy, some money. You really went all in, fifty bucks. Speaking of, speaking of all in and did any of you guys a real risk taker? Well, you, I, I haven't been doing real well on these wagers recently, well, Mike. I'm glad you so didn't. It was just a little something to make it interesting. That's all. I'm glad if you were going to lose a shirt, I'd probably say it'd be the one you're wearing. But um. <laughs> did you guys check out any of the celebratory um, festivities? What was it yesterday or Monday where they showed like the boat parade and looked like Tom Brady had been having a pretty darn good time? It's one of the best. It's one of the best ideas, especially for a city like Tampa Bay, to do the boat parade. I, I don't know if anything like that's ever been done, but can't recall Miami doing anything similar or uh, in '72 when how, I was how not ha- born. How hammered was Brady though when he walked off that boat? He literally was getting helped <laughs> off the boat because he was going to fall down. I, I mean, mean, don't get me what, wrong. What I, would I, we have right, done? Yeah, yeah right. I mean, uh, but, yeah, so I, I, I think uh, that was entertaining. I think I, I was blown away when he he took an opportunity to throw the Lombardi from one <laughs> boat to the other, and I, I think that's the best completion of his career. Yeah, I mean that was ballsy for yeah. sure. I mean, he's got the money to sign up a bunch of scuba divers to go get it. But <laughs> so another funny Super Bowl story. This is not really to do with this year's Super Bowl, but I was thinking about it, you know, this weekend. So this is during Mike's first, uh, first marriage. He got married right out of college and, you know, he had had all of us down to Lima where he lived. Line, line drive decisions in my life. All of them. (laughs) Um, just having having us in your wedding or (laughs) I think if you look back at Mike Stahl's life, you just think, wow, what a great decision maker. (laughs) Solid (laughs) plot it out. So we're so we're we're in Lima for Mike's wedding of his first wife. They are no longer married, and after you hear the end of the story, it might make more sense. I hope so. The paperwork goes through. <laughs> I think you're safe. Okay, good. But even though you're probably still sending checks down that way, I would say so. We're sitting in the in the church. We had been out the night before, late with the guys drinking beer and whatnot. We're sitting in the in the Catholic church. Mike is sitting up, you know, on the altar area with his soon to be wife Nikki at the time, and the priest is doing his homily and going on and on about all these different special days in your life as how it relates to God in the church. And I don't think Mike was really paying attention to any of what was being said. So at the, so he's saying, you know, like your, your baptism is an important day, your confirmation, you know, your wedding, you know, Christmas, these are all like huge days for you and your family and your, you and your wife. So the priest is finally done and he looks over to Mike and he says, now Mike, after like telling you all of this, can you please tell me and tell the rest of the church what is the most important day of the year? And without it missing a beat, Stahl just goes, 
Super Bowl Sunday. Like his, I thought his mom was going to jump out of the pews and strangle him. His wife at that point was literally like the look of horror on her face, and all the all the groomsmen just sitting in the front row were just like trying to, everything to just like not start stop laughing uncontrollably. The it, was, point, it was great. Yeah, the point he was trying to make is that Nikki and I, after he reviewed the fact that we were both actually Catholics and everything else, Nikki and I had been baptized on the same day. She was born October sixth. I was born October twentieth, and that we were baptized on the same day lost on both of us <laughs> obviously and he said so tell me you know after discussing all this you know what and i said super bowl yeah and i just remember i, I think I, you again, set the tone though yeah fan of the show uh joe spitaleri i remember him laughing the hardest at that joke in the crowd. it was a good one it was uh it was one to remember did you guys notice her liking the super bowl commercials that's always a big thing where any then he stand out or i thought i mean i feel like they're getting kind of lame but yeah, anything, Tony? I, rem- I remember reading afterwards that everybody said they were pretty underwhelming, and I, I can't think of one that stood out. I do know that, funny story, the Doritos 3D, which I don't know if you guys remember, that was a thing like 20 yeah. years ago, and those things sucked. And <laughs> they brought them back. I actually had a teacher. I took an entrepreneurship like a, like a Dorito that was uh, like a puffy Dorito? It's like Three a 3D. There's yeah. like air inside of it. Okay. Um, I had a professor... In college, I took entrepreneurship minor, and he was one of the inventors of the Doritos 3D. So it brought me back. Yeah. So he was. He was. <laughs> are are those coming back? I didn't even. Is that what, what Matt Matt McConaughey started in a commercial about? <laughs> oh yeah, when he was flat, got it, and he came out of thing. Flat man. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll just get some chips. <laughs> Hit a green line here. Then. <laughs> Shane and I did listen to a podcast with uh, McConaughey too on the way back from New York. It was yeah, it was interesting. I mean, look, he's a, he's a great dude. I, the halftime show. Again, yeah, why were the guys wearing? Why were all those guys wearing jock straps on their head at that one point? <laughs> yeah, what was, it, what I, was that about? I guess they were supposed to be masks so that they could dance and be in close proximity to each other and not. But it's something COVID. to do with like that weekend guy had like an alter ego thing, and he was it had always, some whole backstory to it that is lost on yeah, everybody. If you guys, if you guys tuned into the Cutting Weight podcast to find out exactly what that was all about, you're probably <laughs> you're in the wrong place. <laughs> you are. Yeah, we are not that hip, so uh, we were all just as confused as everyone else listening to this podcast. So well, it takes all. Do you guys that. know? Who, do you guys know the weekend? Do you know his songs? No. The only one I know is the one that they would play like for the last four months leading up to Super Bowl in like a twenty second clip of the commercial about him playing at the Super Bowl. Okay. So I, Tony's I'll, still in the dating game here, and obviously <laughs> yeah, connecting we're, we're with so people odd. much younger than us. <laughs> Tony, please explain you have it to, to like, us. Yeah, you have to be one with the people. But no, I. Like he's got a lot of good songs, and I think no, I think it's sure. anybody who was a weekend fan thought it was really good, and anybody who's never heard his stuff thought it was the worst Super Bowl ever, uh, halftime show ever. I can't say that I've seen a Super Bowl show that I was just like that was fucking awesome. I mean, yeah. I think they're just kind of what I, they are, you know. They're. I do think the key to a good one is when they bring out like the collabs. So it's like a, a new person, like the weekend, like, and they would have brought out right. somebody that relates to like an older, like. I thought uh, Shakira and J-Lo did good. a phenomenal yeah. job. That was memorable, yeah. for sure. Something just occurred to me, thinking about the six, you know, the 64-woman bracket that we ran. <laughs> um, All right, we'll get into how, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely into get that. into that. So, Shakira, yeah, she, she did well there. Yeah. So, Tony, you're a single guy, right? You were married. I was. I had a first marriage like Mike did. So you guys kind of share that in common. I don't know if you ever made any cl- claims to the Super Bowl being the most important day of your life at the wedding. Maybe did, you did. Maybe did it was not, a different day. But we had the same result. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, you might, you might, you should have. Yeah. 
so you're out you're out you're back on the dating scene now right yeah um and then we've shared a lot of stories you know because typically if, if we're going on a golf trip for many years now like tony and i'll drive together and kind of catch up and shoot the breeze and usually it always inevitably ends up in tony and me asking tony like well what you know are you dating anybody what's going on live what's, vicariously through tony. what's up with this thing that all these guys you know all this tinder we're hearing about and then so tony just like lays it out there for me so you you've had some like some interesting stories that you've told me yes. i don't know like so are you still doing the tinder it's kind or is there of like, a different app that's more akin to what you are looking for or what? I would say that I switch apps based on my mood for that day or week. So um, so what what kind of so let's say what are the what are the main apps you would use? Are there like two, three, four? Which ones would you typically yeah, go so it's, it's Sunday, so you go with eHarmony. Yeah, you wanna like be recycled. Sunday we go to Christian <laughs> Christian Mango on Sunday. Yeah. Was it, was it only fish or something or something? Uh there is a plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. That's it's a good. harvest moon, it's farmers only. <laughs> yes. I get it. Yes. So so what are your go to say top three or four apps that you, you I mean I think Tinder is probably the most used one, so that, that by by you. No, no, but in general so i would say that i frequent it as well just because that's where so so tinder falls under so i'm sure like each app has kind of its own niche of what yes. you're looking for when you go on yeah, there so i would say there's three that i use okay yeah. so of the three what are they? you got tinder what's the other one uh linkedin yes <laughs> i'm not sure that's a dating app <laughs> oh that's not? no jeez that's why you've been so active on that huh? i should probably put put a picture of me with my shirt on in there uh, shooters gotta shoot do, do whatever works for you so uh, you, okay, we got Tinder. Tinder, and and then there's Bumble, which is Bumble. the one that the girl has to to talk first, otherwise the match goes away if a girl okay. doesn't talk. Got it. And then there is uh, one called Hinge. Hinge. That's not the gay is one. That is that the deleted? <laughs> no. the, 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 what's the app designed to be deleted? That's what's, Hinge. Okay. That is their tagline. Yes. Which I don't really believe them because then they wouldn't make money. And it's so, a reverse psychology. Yeah. I think. When I know. thought about that, I thought like, is this? I don't understand what this is. Is this an app for married guys for, to use? <laughs> like to you can delete, delete it off their phone and, and your wife so can't it's see it. Trackable. That's. I think that's. That's that genius. What, yeah. Well, write that one that down, Shane. I think it was called <laughs> Ashley Madison. Yeah, right? That one's actually yeah, Ashley Madison. Either way. So okay, so you we got Bumble, we got Tinder, and we got Hinge. Hinge. So if you were if you were to kind of categorize each one. How would you give like a brief synopsis of who's going on the, each one of these sites? I would say, and that, what do you use each one maybe for differently? Yeah, so I would say Tinder would be more of very non-serious, non-committal attention, flirting. Uh, yeah, like like you you have like a little write-up thing. You don't see a lot of write-ups on there. It's just kind of like, hey, this this person's cute, or maybe they have yeah. one funny. Th- thing that they posted yeah. and like when i go on tinder and i see a girl say like i'm here for a long-term relationship i just like which not, way do you you're s- not very intelligent like but tinder's the one you swipe so you swipe yeah. left if you like it right if you like right if you like it right if you like shane you're writing this stuff down yeah yeah i got it um so bumble i would what? say is is more they try to be more geared to like women friendly so like so women initiate the conversation, so they're not getting any unwanted conversations. Or, just a bunch of creepy guys sending dick pics. Y- yeah, I think, and and you, so you'll see a little bit more profile stuff there. And then Hinge, I would say, is probably the most like relationship oriented, where you don't fill out a bio; you have to answer like a few questions that they have like canned questions, and then you have to put six pictures up. So it's very standard. 
and then they they match you with who they think you would match with they based on your questions. They, no, they they all say they have algorithms and they show you who fits the algorithm, but they're not like. But on Tinder, like it's just like everybody's in the algor- algorithm. I mean, they they claim to have their algorithms too, but you know, Tinder is where you get like the the bots that are just trying to like get you to you know watch their webcams and pay money to see and and all that stuff. There's a lot more like just that kind of stuff on there fake yeah. profiles and things like that so have you ever been catfished on any of these sites? um not in the truest terms of catfish like there's a 300 pound dude writing me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but have you but so you upload you know six pictures whatever yeah. and uh, you know you maintain a very consistent physique mm-hmm. your current your pictures are, are pr- probably pretty current i would imagine and you probably advertise yourself just just as you are, somebody who would want to find their perfect match and just be as realistic as possible. Hey, here here it is. I'm laying it out, and right. this is that. But then you probably get some photos of the fair sex where they were maybe ten years ago. Yeah, you know, 20, yeah. forty pounds ago. <laughs> yeah, and, and a couple. I knew you were getting there, and Mike. A couple yeah. Big Macs ago. Yeah, I would I would say I've been on a fair amount of first dates like over the years. And I would say about 90% do not look nearly as well as they do in their pictures. Like on, regardless of what app you're using or is just we're talking strictly Tinder? Regardless. Okay. Is, yeah. it, is, it, uh, is it kind of necessary to say, okay, I'm going to need an unfiltered picture of you before we continue So I do ask for pictures sometimes. Can you say like this needs to be like date stamped? E- yeah, like like put up like every other finger, you know. <laughs> hold a newspaper up. It's like you're kidnapped. Yeah. Like hold a newspaper of today's day. Yeah. So you're still alive. <laughs> I, I so you know I feel like I'm a I'm a analytical person and I'm good at finding information. So I, if I'm really interested in the people, which is slim too, I use it a lot for boredom and you know just because you're you're kind of a picky guy when it comes. I feel to like it. I am. I feel um, like there's a lot of boxes that would have to get checked or boxes that. Dep- would not get checked. And again, yeah, it, it depends on the day, right? Like, there's if I don't have, you know, if I'm doing my daughter for a mul- like four or five days, and I'm not hanging out with you guys or friends, and it's like, all right, like I get a little less picky in, in my conversations. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if it's somebody that I'm seriously thinking about, like, is this person that I'd want to meet in person? I, I do try to uh, use my abilities to find them in social media. Can you set that up regionally? Like, Hey, I'm not looking for any relationships outside of a six hour yeah. drive. So like they have their limits. Mine is usually 18 to a hundred zero to a hundred miles, which is their max limits. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a broad net. You're yeah. Right yeah. Cast a yeah. wide. <laughs> I like to think I have an open mind. So like from your experience and of like meeting girls or like yes. going on a first date, what's been like the, maybe one story of just like an absolute, nightmare where like this person was not anything like they described or like who they presented themselves to be yeah and i'm probably gonna sound very superficial but (laughs) you know i think it's dating you're swiping on pictures like it's a very superficial pictures of ourselves on the show everyone knows we're not the best looking guys (laughs) well plus i think if you're if you're out there and you're on that app like if the only thing you know about someone is a picture you're gonna pick someone that you find attractive i mean you're not gonna probably try to say like this person's hideous. Like I want to give it a shot. Right. You know, you're gonna normally. Right. All right. Anyway. So, so my go my go to story for this is I, I was writing a, a a lady that lived out on the west side. This is a lady. A lady. Okay. Um, How old would this lady? She maybe? was probably late late thirties. <laughs> okay. You know, and yeah. she, she was she was. <laughs> 
she was she was into yoga and and she was teaching yoga and you know and you know had a really nice pictures and everything and and so this was like the summer and i'm just laughing i'm just in my mind thinking like turns out she was actually into yeah. yoda yeah yeah that would be that's that's not my fetish so i, I think she, that would talk to a lot yeah. of people but she showed up dressed as princess leia yeah. which that wouldn't be the worst yeah, thing in the world I mean, but yeah. if it was return of the jedi and job of the hut's lair yeah. if it was the last the Whatever. But yeah, if it was if it was the the, the last few episodes, yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, it's okay. Um, Carrie Fisher in the late stages of alcoholism. Yeah, no. So, so well, some people are into that, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm all for the late stages of alcoholism, but <laughs> hey, you're working there. All right, sorry. That's okay. So she's in like the West Side, and I was like, do you, you, you know, do you want me to go out there? She's like, no, you know, and I had talked about downtown Willoughby, and I was like, oh, there's a place called Brim. She's like, oh, I've never been there. I really want to go. I was like, I'll drive towards you. She said, no, I, I, I really want to, like, come out that way. I was like, okay. She's like, I'm teaching this class, and then I'll drive out. It's like a 45-minute-hour drive, right? So I get to Brim, and technic- uh, normally I just want to get a spot at the bar, have a drink or two, and so then, like you're saying, you can do the quick exit if you want. Like, I'm not, like... <laughs> ready to like sit down have he a meal. told me it's always like you try to just make it so let's meet for a drink yeah and then you I try to out. like meet for a drink and i'm well, bad I thought you meant like you're you're sitting at a bar and like as soon as you see him walk in like if you want you can just turn the other way and then like <laughs> right. sneak out well well, well hold on <laughs> <laughs> so i get to brim and the bar is packed right and i'm like oh my god so like i i go up to the mater deer or whatever host and, and i'm like i'll take a table i guess and she's not there yet, so I sit down at the table. And the way the table's sitting, like, I'm looking right out the parking lot, right? So I see her walk by. And you knew it was her. I, I knew it was her, and I knew that I didn't want to be on the date anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so she's walking in. I'm already trying to think of, like, an exit plan at this point, right? right? Like, it's like, oh, my God. And this is, this is normal. Like, this isn't an abnormal experience. So she sits down. Oh, Grant, she just drove an hour, like... If you're trying to be the nice guy, at least, like, have a drink with her. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, have a drink, you know. And and I try to take the attitude of, like, even if it's not something I connect with, like, I'll have a conversation. I'll just be sitting at home, like, a couple drinks, like, whatever. Maybe she's got a thinner friend. (laughs) Well, you never know, right? (laughs) Um, It's it's not me. It's you. I mean, it's it's you. It's me. It's not you. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Um, So she sits down, and, you know, she's just, like, oh like a hurricane like she just came out like like she just got done teaching a yoga class and drove an hour right like what was her profile pic similar to what she no okay no i would say in no. what way like just way larger than you thought I'm also a very analytical person oh, that sounds so horrible like on a number scale she was definitely two points lower <laughs> i thought you were gonna say she was a two no 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 so but what was she uh Five. And you thought she was a seven? Yeah. Okay. Seven and a half. Yeah. Who who's a who's a celebrity seven that our viewers might I feel like for, I feel for like you for me I mean, sevens are high. Like, have you ever even seen a ten? No. In person? No. <laughs> it's a unicorn. Like, a ten is a unicorn. Like sevens are are pretty high. Seven. And okay. Half. Seven and a half is where I want to be. That's your sweet spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to kick my coverage. I and I talk about the like I know I'm like a six, so it's it's not like I, I feel like really high at myself. Um, so, anyways, you know, she sits down I, and we. I had you at a four. Thanks. Sorry, <laughs> change it on your just, notes. Yeah, I'll cross that out. <laughs> Seven, <laughs> five, maybe. Can we meet in the middle? <laughs> um, so you know, we, she gets a drink or whatever, and the waiter comes up and he's like, "Because we're sitting down, they don't do this at the bar." He's like. Right guys gonna order food 
I'm like, uh, no. And as soon as I'm trying to get out, no, she's like, yeah, sure. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? She drove an hour, so we ended up eating and had a couple of drinks. And three hours later, and yeah, yeah. And it's, she, it's fairly she, typical. She I mean, ordered after, two fried chicken dinners. Yeah, probably. I can't remember. After you had a couple of drinks, you're like, you know what? Maybe she's maybe so she's like a five and a half. That, or six. that does that, become an issue. That I've had was that happen before. That was, well, was, was going to be my next. Question. Yeah, share yeah. a story about. I've, I've had that happen. How you drank? Before. You drank them up. I drank my. So I. I Again, so I, my, I have different spots in different areas, too. So, like, this girl was from Stowe. Sorry. This girl was from Stowe. And my in that area, uh, what's it called? Thunder Canyon? Blue Canyon? Blue Canyon? Yeah, Is it a restaurant yeah, like, yeah. or something? Yeah, really nice restaurant. Yeah. And um, so I met her there. And same thing. Like, she walked in, and, like, she was, like, talking a lot and, like, kind of annoying. <laughs> and then, I hate when they talk. Yeah. And then I, I had a, I knew it wasn't a, a match, but then you have a few drinks and it's like feeling like more so, of a match right now. So what was she on your number scale? Um, she was six and a half. So that's close to seven. Yeah, I mean, but she's, her, she's it was right her there. personality more that just wasn't a match. Okay, but a couple of drinks and you know, her yeah, personality was getting better and better. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you guys woke up the next morning for breakfast, where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> But on the what's way, a, what's the furthest you've ever driven for a meetup? Uh, <laughs> um, I have driven to Pittsburgh and I have driven to Michigan. Wow, you've gone out of state. You've taken it to different states. Like I, I'll say, like I am very open-minded. Like I don't close myself off to like anything really. Like mm. as long as it's like a connection and I feel like somebody that's decent, like age. Well, plus you're you know you, you, there's days of the week. When you don't have your daughter, yeah, and you're free to do whatever you want. Like I, I mean, I, I probably would drive a ways if I had. Could you imagine if, when Jim was single, if there was Tinder? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Let's go down that. Path. I don't know if you ever would have got married, Jim. Uh, a lot uh, of miles on that vehicle. Definitely don't <laughs> lease a car, Jim. Put a lot, put a lot of miles on that Ford Ranger. If I lease a car, like, can I get the fifty thousand mile a year plan? Jim would go to lease a car, and they're like, "Jim, we know your whole family. You live, you work like four miles from the office. Are you gonna lease me the goddamn car or not?" The the one I went to Michigan was like, we were kind of talking about it back and forth, and I didn't make a decision till like four thirty in the afternoon. I drove there and back the same night, like, and it was a three hour drive. And from my recollection, that was an interesting trip. She was an interesting girl. <laughs> I do remember hearing that story, and yeah. you're more than welcome to share that. No, if that's like. good. We're good. <laughs> that that probably adds to the need to probably get something beneficial out of it, right? Like you get there, like I just drove three hours. Yeah, I'm gonna have a couple of drinks, I'd like- and I think I think I'm gonna at least get a handy out of this, maybe or not, or I don't know. Or look, because otherwise I've got a three hour drive in front of me here, and I'm either gonna do that in the morning, or I'm gonna do it right now. What's go? What, what's the situation here, sister? Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know. That would weigh into my calculus. <laughs> uh, I think you, if I were to guess, you probably don't make a trip like that without knowing the outcome before you you make that trip. Yeah, sure. I, I would hope so. Um, maybe. Yeah, and it's maybe it's, we've got. It's not something I do often, but I don't know if this was during COVID or not. But it, yeah, I. But when I do. I drive three hours. <laughs> yeah. I don't drive three hours for sexual intercourse often, but when I do, I take a six-pack of 
I take a six pack of Dos Equis and Chris Matthews is normally waiting I mean, for me in the kitchen. The, the type, the Stay type, thirsty, my friend. <laughs> the type of girl that is is on the other end of that isn't really probably the type of girl that I should be talking to. <laughs> yeah, right. You show up and you know I got a, a pint of Hawaiian fruit punch. Just to get That's terrible. No, but at the I, same time, like I said, like. I think you've probably had enough communications with that person yeah. before you get in the we, car. Yeah, we talked you, on the you, phone. You like, that wasn't at, like a And I think everyone today. was probably like on the same page. Yeah, yeah. She was, yeah. We knew. <laughs> we knew that you loved to drive and she loved to just chat. Yeah. Speaking, had, yeah. speaking of uh, Michigan, speaking. we talk about uh, our golf trip this Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. So we did go on a golf trip to Forest Dunes. which yeah, the, is The four of us. The four of us, yeah, all four of us. Last summer, I think it was it was August or whatever. Mm-hmm. Drove up there. It's probably from Cleveland, maybe five and a half hours or something. Yeah. Super cool place in the middle of nowhere. We had a great time. Great, amazing golf course. Just a lot of fun. Great place for a buddy's trip. So if any of you guys out there are interested in doing a buddy's trip and you're in the Cleveland area or anywhere around, you know, this area, it's not that far and it's well worth it. Um, they treat you great. Great facilities, great courses. Um, and we had a lot of fun. So... The one night, and we we rented a house that was you know probably a five minute walk if you wanted to from the the clubhouse and the golf course and everything else. So the house was awesome. We played golf the first day, first or second day. Came back to the house, and we would normally just like have dinner, come back to the house, drink some beers, chill, and you know just kind of hang out. So the, they had a really nice patio at this house with a fireplace and everything. So we had a fire going. We're just chilling and you know kind of bs about whatever and then tony's like hey i got an idea so tony why don't you tell us about your brainchild that you came up with that night yeah so like i I said i'm a pretty analytical person um living spreadsheets all day so jim and i had you know on the the drive down we were driving and you know guy talk and like hey which select like who's on your list i know you guys always like saw the friends episode where like they had like a list and yeah so i always laminated five yeah gotta like be very intentional with that list you know so you know we were kind of talking about who do you think who do you think and well tony would be like hey you know i have carrie underwood is like super hot like what do you think of her and i'd be like oh i I think mila kunis is like you know one of the actresses i think is the hottest and so we were just kind of going back and forth with that and i think it got tony's you know wheels turned a little bit i i thought this was a great opportunity we had four people instead of two we can figure this out who is the hottest person ever yeah and and they were and they had to be celebrity like it couldn't be like oh my god in middle school there was this one girl like no one else knew you know it had to be like someone you knew (laughs) so so i came up with the idea that i was gonna each of us were gonna write down our top you know were you top eight? Each? We tried to get to yeah. eight, but I knew that there was gonna be some crossover, so I said like write down your top twelve or whatever in order, and we each did that, and then I put brackets. I had we had With the shade seating. bracket. <laughs> was it like a, a sixteen bracket. person bracket? It was I think eight from each of us, so it was thirty two woman bracket. Yes, I think. Well, I think. Well, th- were they all women? Didn't Shane have Hasselhoff we, in there? We had to cross out several of Shane. So. <laughs> I brought the bracket. Oh my gosh, we have the bracket here. Shane took a picture of that. Is that framed? I framed the bracket. I figured what better addition to the cabin. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, and that that is. I didn't know it was saved for posterity reasons, but thank God he did. Yeah, so. Nice. Thank God none of us are running for public oh, office. Oh. Yeah, so we, we went through, and I, it was hilarious. It was fantastic. So what, I put together the bracket. I crossed off 
whoever there was multiples of. I, I made each region. Each of us had a region. And so what we did then was each person would present each matchup to the other three people. Yeah, so so like if it was my region, mm-hmm. I had to basically say, hey, here, let me see that for a second, Stall. So. <laughs> I'm trying to... So which one was the air? Okay, so the airs region, my number one seed was Mila Kunis. Yeah. And my number eight seed, who who faced Mila Kunis in the in the first round, was Carmen Electra. So I had to basically present those two women, and then Stahl and Shane and Tony had to vote yeah. who who was the hottest out of those two. And then we just went down the list and you know got it all the way down to the finals. And you know it was not only was it hilarious, but like. The reasoning and the rationale behind everyone's <laughs> votes was probably the more funny part. I mean, there are some funny stories just with that alone. I mean, yeah, you yeah. think about a bunch of middle-aged, you know, out of shape guys judging um, right. like the hottest women ever, and right. you know, especially when there's some that like Shane is like, I don't want any of them. <laughs> yeah. Shane, Shane. yeah, I mean, really, Shane Beyonce? Yeah, she's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> And you were like, well, I bet I wonder what Beyonce thinks yeah. about you, Shane. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, if Shane were to, you know, if yeah, Beyonce were to pop out behind the fireplace, I think, yeah, yeah, hard pass on my part, too, there, Mignona. The feeling's <laughs> mutual, Shane. Yeah. yeah Shane, I remember it distinctly. It was Eva Mendez versus Beyonce, and Shane didn't want to vote for either <laughs> I don't, I don't know how those even made the list. I'm just still, I'm still. Oh my god! Befuddled. Oh, you're still pissed off that Burt Reynolds wasn't part of the part of the bracket. I had to explain to you. No, I want Norm Macdonald as Burt Reynolds. <laughs> well, I, I think one of the like so the, the crazy thing happened like going through the whole bracket. You know, there were like number one seeds getting knocked out left and right. Yeah. People that like I thought. Um, so Mila Kunis was my number one. Like she's top of my list. First round. She gets smoked by Carmen Electra in the voting. Like, it wasn't even close. So I'm already, like, spinning. It's like, how this is going to go. But that was like, happening everywhere. And I, fi- I think we finally... Carrie, Carrie Underwood, my, my, my number one for yeah, Tony's, first round. Yeah, Tony's Carrie Underwood also lost first round to Shakira. Yeah. I think, it, if I remember correctly, the bracket would show that in the finals, we had Natalie Portman yes. versus yeah. Carmen Electra. Two very yeah. opposite, which yes. is very different. But you know what? It just came down to matchups. Just like, just like any big <laughs> and, bracket. And to be fair, like if you came out of the Shane bracket, like that's a bracket you wanted to be in. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could really pummel that you bracket can, You could good. be at five seed. I don't know what supposed to be. Was, was Natalie Portman from your bracket, yes. Shane? No. Yeah, was that's, it? Yeah. Oh, was it really? Jennifer Aniston was his number one. The next hottest Well, Mila Kunis would have been my number one, but I think Jim had the first choice. I think he also had Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> the notorious RBG. The funniest part was, I think, like at the end, it came down to, there was a, I don't know who it was, but someone was going against Carmen Electra. And like, Carmen Electra was an eight seed out of the heirs bracket. Like, no one gave her a chance ever. And she... And we didn't. And like another thing that we talked about was like, okay, is this Carmen Electra, Electra 2020, or is this Carmen Electra 1995? Yes, I think it, and, it didn't and, matter. Yeah, we basically said like, well, doesn't matter. Like either one. Like that's just yeah, Carmen Electra. We had we had watched the last dance. Like it it had already been determined. Like, I mean, she's she's having hot, sex at, just as it, hot as possible now mm-hmm. that she was in 1995, and she hasn't she hasn't aged a bit, and. Again, if they're both standing in front of you. Well, that's what you said. Like, your story was like, 
<laughs> it was something like, okay, we're sitting around this fire. Yeah. You're like, Carmen Electra like walks out of the woods and comes right here like, it doesn't even matter who the next who her competition is. Like, Natalie, like Natalie, and she Natalie, says like, hey, Mike, we're yeah, going in the house yeah, right now. You're like, yeah, exactly. and who's, you're who's not waiting can? to see. You're like, exactly. it don't matter who, who's the next person. Yeah, you're just exactly. going. Nat- Natalie Portman, let's go have a drink and talk about the last book we read and how funny you were on Saturday Night Live. But Carmen Electra, you were built for speed. <laughs> you are you are a performance machine. I think you were thinking about when she, her and uh, Dennis Rodman had sex at like the mid court at like the arena. That, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you I think are focused more on the Dennis Rodman portion of that. But, you know. but I, I will say it was a it was a very funny. Uh, funny idea tony we i mean we we got a lot of laughs and probably two or three hours that we were sitting around just bullshitting about it so yeah, it, was it was a good. good time so i mean yeah the hot off was hysterical but i mean another thing you brought up tony that i thought was kind of interesting because i guess i never thought about it but you're like how do you and mike like always remember so many different movie lines or you know lines from a song and lyrics and like and Shane's so terrible at it. Like I don't know the answer to that, but I did. I did think it was an interesting question. I guess I want to ask you, like, wh- why did you? Wh- like, what made you even think of that? Well, you know, first off, I say like we all went on that awesome golf trip this year in Michigan, and it was funny. I was talking to a couple friends, uh, listeners, listeners of the show. You know, I, I first had to tell them like, yeah, no, the podcast is essentially the golf trip. Minus me, <laughs> like it's like everybody on the golf yeah. trip has a podcast. Yeah, we were going to. We wanted to talk to you about that time. But anyways, well, you're here now, right? So, but but I think on the golf trip, you know, we're we're hanging out and we're listening to music. You know, I whether we're playing or after the round, and you know, we have the cool patio with the fire, and like a song comes on, and you guys just man, word for word, lyrics like start to finish, and I would. I would love to like be able to sing along to songs, but I don't remember the I, words. I mean, I think you have a great voice, Tone, <laughs> oh, by the way. You. Yeah. If you want to sing something right now. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, if you I'm know good. any words. So anyways. So, so grab a guitar. Song. So when I was talking to these other friends, they were like listening to the podcast. And it's like how quick you guys are with old quotes or like lyrics to songs. And, you know, my daughter's actually like that as well and and i'm not like you know she'll hear a song a couple times and she'll she'll be able to sing it word for word so i was just curious like do you guys are you do you, are you aware of it do you well every every, every tuesday night mike and i get together <laughs> yeah. and then we kind of go over like hey what song are we gonna memorize tonight right and then we flaunt it in people's faces like, you just wait for that moment so they just be like yeah. here we go <laughs> and we, then we mike and i look at each other like we got them <laughs> nailed it again pull them in no i don't know man like i like we were talking a little bit about this before. I think that you know, I just if, if something kind of strikes my ear, if it's a song, for instance, like I will make a point to like listen to it, and I want to know the words. Like I want to know, you know, what the artist is like saying, and like sometimes it's difficult because like you know the way some people like a lot. I love Pearl Jam. You listen to a lot of Pearl Jam songs. Like sometimes, like I don't know what the fuck Eddie Vedder is saying, but like it sounds really cool. I don't think he knows what he's saying. A lot of Do times. you have a Pearl Jam tattoo like Mike Potter? <laughs> Have not gotten Be- that Beezer, Beezer Jam. Look at Beezer time. on the show. I I have a near photographic memory for anything meaningless. So, uh, I I again, there are penguins on the iceberg. 
early age and a formative age in my life, I decided I was going to forget everything I learned about algebra Mm -hmm. and commit it to movie quotes. Mm -hmm. Because there's only so much space in your brain. Like you got to figure out what you want to keep in there. If if another if another penguin's going to get on the iceberg, it means one's got to get off. (laughs) Well, in the grand scheme, for 20 years that might not work, but. Beyond 20 years? I think that's yeah. a better skill to have. It, it finally feels good to be rewarded for it. Someone actually takes notice and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you finally were, paid off. But you were, Take that, <laughs> Mrs. Brinkman. Well, you were telling... Cookie Head? Cookie Head. <laughs> you were telling a story about uh, your oldest son, Owen, yeah, with that kind of deal, right? In his kind of, in his kind of early years in, in grade school, he was struggling in school a little bit but then also his teachers took note of the fact that he had you know wow he's got a great memory it's it's just his his recall is really really fantastic and uh boy he just he just remembers things really well and i i said just stop right there it's it's the the stall movie quote gene trust me (laughs) it will not result in anything beneficial in this terms doesn't of his, translate into gpa his maturity his his grade point average it will not benefit him in terms of you know studying mathematics science history you name it this will only be used to entertain his friends <laughs> he'll be very like himself yeah but i think like if you look probably at people that have become successful in entertainment like that's them like they weren't you know, valedictorians for the most part, and they were, they just they wanted to make people laugh and yeah. put a smile on people's faces. And I, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, Tony, you know, after the first your first twenty years, like how much algebra you know is like really not that important unless you're in some sort of field that really matters. Right. So, fin- but, finance, accounting. <laughs> oh, Shane, there you go. <laughs> well, me and Tony, we still use it on a daily basis. Yeah, but you're not funny at all. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can't really put a name on it. But we also talked about like the difference in the, the reason why we kind of recall music so well is that we we didn't have access to every song ever made like kids do today, where they can kind of like. Now you look. just can like like it's like Tinder for music. You just like don't like it, don't like it, like it, like it, don't like it, yeah. like it, like it. Right. Well, we had we had cassette tapes of the favorites that we kind of sought out and and bought and then would listen to those on repeat and they weren't really songs that you heard on the radio when we were growing up they but, were but that's all you had like your catalog was ex- like a dozen exactly. cassettes i mean i remember specifically listening to beastie boys license to ill to the point where like the tape actually just wore out like you couldn't play it anymore <laughs> snap in your in your car <laughs> like, right? that's it that's it it's all she wrote and then it got better obviously when they invented cds but yeah. still it was like you just I listen to what you had. I won't buy a car these days that doesn't have a, uh, a detachable uh, stereo face. I won't do it. I still need I don't to think carry that steal with those me anymore. everywhere. No, I still carry them everywhere. The funniest is you had one on your on your car, and you would take it off. You would detach it, and then just like throw it in the back seat. So like, what's the fucking point of that? Along with all the other CDs. You felt you had, like you had, a baller, though. You had like eight <laughs> inches thick of CDs in the back seat of your car. Yeah, like Stall's back seat was not a place to store your CDs. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> they were one and done. Hey, uh, yeah, I remember. I can remember one time where I bought, borrowed like a Bob Seger CD from Jim, and he's like, "Hey, did you ever get my uh, my Bob Seger CD back?" And I gave it back to him. And it was just. It had been like a there's a boot print on it and like here. It you, looks like someone took sandpaper and just scraped it until there was nothing left. We didn't have like four dollars to buy a twelve pack of 
Milwaukee's best light, but still had two thousand dollars worth of CDs in the backseat of his car. Worthless, floor. worthless. Oh, it was all Columbia Records. I got fifteen CDs every every week for a penny. That's like a great it. deal. Actually, actually, I'm still a member. They're still sending me CDs now. I still think that's the biggest mark on my credit record. Is that I never, I never came through for them. I st- but I still get fifteen CDs every week for a penny. I'll tell you the one thing that was cool about my high school and college girlfriend like her dad worked for i don't know if it was columbia or it was like a record company so anytime one of their and it wasn't it was a big record company so anytime like a new record or cd would come out he'd always be like here jim like this is the new tom petty or here's the you know this new like zeppelin box set these so it was awesome as far as getting you know free music um all the time that was a really cool cool thing that, I remember uh, she had the um, I think it was a live album that came out maybe when we were like sophomores in college and it was like before it was even out we had it and we are listening to it that was pretty cool I know that like his biggest like so he represented this company <clears throat> but he didn't represent a lot of the artists specifically or like knew them super well although he was able to get like whatever from my recollection of like his biggest artist that he had a really connection with connection with was Meatloaf because <laughs> I think Somehow Meatloaf is still tied to like, um, uh, what's the guy that went to Lake with uh, us? Steve Popovich. Yeah, Steve his Popovich. Dad. So his dad was like Meatloaf's manager mm-hmm. or whatever for the whole duration. Like, the, <laughs> there was Meatloaf pictures and everywhere. It was it was pretty interesting. <laughs> well, I think this. And he one would one do anything for love. Is, is missing is a Meatloaf picture. <laughs> I think any house is missing one yeah. of those. I'm gonna go. I'm on eBay tomorrow. Get an autographed meatloaf picture for my bedroom. <laughs> I don't think they're that expensive, honestly. You could probably find one pretty pretty cheap. Ain't no doubt about it. So what other so as far as you talked about songs though, like but movies, is there a favorite movie you like to quote, Mike? Yeah, I mean I mean there's a million. I know like I going to your to your yeah. house as a as a college kid and like your dad would force us to watch Monty Python movies. So I'm yeah. sure you were indoctrinated on that. Yeah, you know, it's tough to say, like, ones that I like to quote, but, I mean, the, the movies that I can't, you know, you flip through the TV, and if you see one on, I mean, you have to stop and watch it. Like, Tommy Boy, Step Brothers, anything with Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, like, I have to watch. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and I'm, Billy Madison, how much do we quote that? We've committed all those I, all those to memory. I mean, I could, I could probably start reciting that movie like right right now but. or even like bottle rocket remember like oh, that was such a little yeah the gem. wes anderson films and everything else the royal tenable i guess yeah there's probably something about like the the pentameter of some of those movies and the rhythm of the of the the, the jokes that come out and the timing of it I, I love all that stuff wes anderson was pretty like he still was making them but like his movies are so unique i think in the fact that they're they're fu- they're like comedies, but they're like sad comedies, kind yeah. of in a way, you know. And the, and the way they're shot, yeah, is, is such a cool like visual. Well, Lieutenant Bum bought that house on Archer Street in his thirtieth year. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Alec Baldwin is. is that's a perfect example that. of what I'm talking about. Like, how? Where do you pull that from? I have you no know, idea. Did you watch it five? Can't explain. Times? It. I haven't studied yeah. it. I haven't intended like, to memorize like, it. I'll, I'll, I'll watch no a movie idea. and I'll be like, "That's a good quote." Like. If I bring that up at the right time, like it's gonna hit, and I just I'm gonna kill. Yeah. I'm gonna kill. <laughs> I don't have it. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. I didn't even know that I knew that, but I know yeah. that thinking of a Wes Anderson film and that movie, just, I just I just know that I just know that line. I love the line from uh, Battle Rocket when they show up dressed in their like lawn wranglers outfits, <laughs> yeah. 
and then the big brother's just like dressing them down and making fun of them and they leave and he's like he's like fuck those guys we don't need them he's like you see what they were wearing anyway he's like yeah yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool <laughs> like, you guys look like a couple of bananas uh anyway i regret it's it's impressive from the outside well, I, I appreciate that uh so Shane, you're you notice that you, you always bring up movie quotes and song lyrics, and you always you always remember them perfectly. <laughs> no, Mike, I, no, I think the last time we were on a long road trip together, when we were on our golf trip, I I was trying to guess who sang songs. I got all of them wrong, and then Shane would <laughs> sing them, and it would just be like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's the Beatles. You're like, no, ALO. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> no, I'm horrible. That's that's Tony and I are amazed. Like we yeah. can't. I I. I I mean, I, you, just, you just mentioned real Tenenbaums. Like, I watched the movie ten times. I love that movie. I can't quote. I can't name a quote right now from it. But it's an awesome movie. I feel like this is the perfect time in the podcast for like the Shania Twain reference. <laughs> like, it, it happens every episode. He really did. He did Thanks, guess. Tony. Your, your microphone's going to be cut off right by now. <laughs> he did guess that every. I don't know. Is it Shania Twain? I don't know. So I think we're to that point, aren't we, Shane? Where are we at? Five questions. Five questions. So we have five questions specially prepared for Tony in a sealed envelope, and that he will open them up. I think he knows the drill. Read them. We'll answer them. We may let him answer or just give some insight on them, but we may not. So, Tony, if you will, do us the honor. I will. And in a Airs Well Drilling envelope. Sponsor. Yeah, that's the sponsor for the show tonight, my company. Yeah, we all got Airs Well Drilling shirts. Thanks, Jim. All You're your welcome. water needs. Okay. Well, Handwritten. Hand I mean, it's kind yeah. of a shoddy job, but well, I didn't do them. I, it was it was a long day today. So airs well. I just thought of a good tagline for you. Airs well drilling. Whose water are they going to fix? A years. Years. It's going to be your water. Okay. A years. Because that's a big question. Like, I wonder whose water be, they're going to fix. A years. Is it your water? No. Hey, yeah, uh, no, it's gonna be yours. Uh, yours. Whether it needs it or not, we're gonna fix it. I'm gonna need some royalties. From that. I wonder what's going. Yeah, like the cost of this thirty seconds of talking about air as well drilling is worth. I think it, I paid for it in shirts. <laughs> yeah, you paid us to talk. About it. It's paid in three shirt, three long sleeve shirts. All right, the first question: What is my favorite Italian food? You are Italian, I'm assuming. Is your mom is your, we assume. When is your mom that? also Italian? I'm half Italian. And what is your mom's mom lineage? Is Irish, so her maiden name was Green. Okay, so, so Italian Irish. You probably, I mean, the Irish aren't really known for their uh, their culinary skills. It's pretty bland, pretty bland fare. Boiled but they, but potato. They can drink. But they can drink people's faces off. Um, as far as what you like, I'm. I don't know if you like fish. I, I mean, I should know this, but I have a feeling you're not a fish guy. And, it's, you know, seafood and Italian food is pretty prominent, but I'm going to say you're more of a chicken guy. But I don't think you like to take big risks. So I think the easiest chicken dish on an Italian, you know, fare would be just chicken parm with maybe some uh, homemade gavadils, a good marinara, and... Uh, I don't know garlic bread. Well, yeah, like a, a lot to that side. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like good. I'm over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you order, you order something here. Well, you you do to the cabin. You added a lot of qualifiers to that answer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? I mean, I was just I'm kind of hungry. I didn't eat a yeah, huge I was dinner. Say, so. Yikes! Let's go. Let's go down to 
to Augie's after this and get a dish. Uh, I would say uh, lasagna. I'm just going to say simply lasagna. I like it for the silent G. I'm assuming you do too. Well, that's that's a unique reason to why you would like lasagna. <laughs> and, I mean, and we do have delicious. A, we do have a bunch is. of Italians in here tonight, so I, hopefully there there should be a good answer. Yeah, Dagos. I'm the only one that's not. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, let me let me mute your. Mic do you know here. why uh, Italian men uh, grow mustaches? No, so they can look like their mothers. <laughs> <laughs> you know why they wear gold chains, right? So they know when to stop shaving. <laughs> Pretty Ouch. sure I told you that joke. <laughs> probably, probably a long time ago. Uh, I would say Tony's favorite is pizza. I mean, but that's not even really truly Italian, is it? I mean, if we're gonna get oh. nitpicky, I mean, they per- the Italians perfected it. I mean, we're, when you go to pizza, where is it an Italian restaurant or is it? If Chinese you go to restaurant? Italy and you're gonna get like a great meal, like you are in pizza, there's great pizza in Italy. Oh boy, I'll have breadsticks. <laughs> is this is this an unlimited bowl? You don't think there's pizza <laughs> Olive Garden? I'll have cheese sticks with marinara. <laughs> There's for sure pizza in Italy. I mean, I know there is. I'm just saying it's not an authentic Italian dish. Am I right? Well, neither is spaghetti. I'm, I'm, neither an, is I'm not sp- even. I'm not even. Spaghetti? I mean, spaghetti didn't come from Italy. Spaghetti came from China, but it's an Italian mastered it. I'm not sure that noodle spaghetti noodles didn't come from Italy. We're talking about Avril, right? Or Emeril, <laughs> not Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Avril Lavigne. That's a whole other story. She's she even alive. We'll the, talk about that later. What's the daisies? All right, all right, I'll stop. I'll stop, stop giving you shit, pizza. and then you just pizza. Okay. All right, pizza, pizza. Were any of us close? Jim was really close. obviously. Are we? Is anyone shocked? He went first, like though. a chicken marsala. All right, it was the the cavatelle, but with, oh. with sauce, Italian sauce. Yeah, a little, little fresh marinara. I'll take that over the chicken. I feel like you guys some gabagool, some brisciotte. Remember, so the more I've always always had the theory that the more Italian you are, the less syllables of a word you pronounce. So. <laughs> Your name in Italian, yeah. you know, would be brunette. Gavago. <laughs> yeah, you have some fresh spaghetti. How would you pronounce Mignona in, in your Italian version of it? He's a fag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. He's, He's, a, not, not, He's, He's, anymore, He's a fucking fugazi. He's a fucking fag. He's fake. a no. All right, we're going to go outside right now. <laughs> He's a mignon. You got the... You know. Is that like a filet mignon? You got the, you know, you go down any Italian word, you take off a syllable, then that makes you sound more authentic Italian. I mean, I would agree try with Try it that. on it. Next golf trip in Italy. We'll yeah. Try it out. I mean, like, yeah. like Cabagool, the first time I ever saw that spelled, I'm like, what the hell? Me- <laughs> what, what, is what is this? I'm like, it's Cabagool. It's like, not, but it's not even close <laughs> no. to Capicola. Capicola. I had no idea. That, like, the first time I saw it spelled, I'm like, I had no idea. what. The, I'm like, this is some Italian meat. It's, yeah, it's, meat. It's, I don't even know what it is. You I'm like, oh, it's Cabagool? Like, I don't know. I mean, you it's phonetically it. pronounced Capicola, and yeah. it's turned into Gabagool. Gabagool. <laughs> I have, I have no, the only the the only culture where you pronounce less of your words and the fatter you are, the cooler you are. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. All right, I'm All right, number next, two. Next, next question. question. And I'm not I'm not reading ahead, so okay, good. That's that's how it should be. I do it. Um, who is the celebrity golfer I would most like to play with? Mm. Natalie Golbus. Oh, you mean golfing wise? Can you def- okay. Can you? Oh, let's hear in the word page, play. Play with. <laughs> page, <laughs> can I get some clarification? <laughs> like the tune into Tokyo on page. Page, page Sporanic. Oh yeah. my God. 
She's uh, come up a couple times on our show. Can we was, have her She's on? come up a she couple times on my web searches. <laughs> yeah, I think I put her in the bracket. I think she was a sweet 16 in the bracket. Uh, yeah. She should have been higher than that. Okay, let's, let's stick with PGA men. Yes. I, I did, think, yeah, this, the question could be celebrity. Like, you want to play a golf round with Bill Murray? Do you want to play with... All right, that's yeah. fine. Oh, it's even outside of golf. Yeah. So, that was know, a question, right? Celebrity? Oh, yeah, it did. Celebrity okay, so golfing. celebrity. What celebrity would you like to golf with? Shane? Shane, I feel like Shane has an inside track on this. And Shania Twain doesn't play golf, FYI. Well, no, from, I mean... From Tony's perspective. I mean, there's so many ways you could go with this. Um, I think a cool one right now, and he's he's a big name, popular-wise, would be... Uh, I think Tony Romo might be fun to play with. I mean, he's supposed to be... He's a really good golfer. I think he's played in a PGA event or two. He's making like $18 million a year just announcing football games. Scratch golfer. He almost qualified for the U.S. Open the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, it seems like I mean, be a guy real talkative and fun to play with. I'm gonna go with, I'm going with Tony Romo. Okay, correct answer, Tony Romo. I'm like I'm thinking about answering the question, but I'm also thinking like, who would I like to play golf with? So it's like <laughs> oh, it might, same, I, I, might same, I might same. deflect this of yeah. what I want to do to Tony. But go ahead, Stall. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say just because of the Brady, uh, the Brady Peyton Manning, Phil and Tiger series that's got going on, I think. Tony would probably appreciate the the technical savvy of uh, and the communication that Phil had with with his players and partners. I think he'd, he'd enjoy a round with Phil Mickelson, just talking about the finer points of golf and hey, you know, in this situation you want to do this and that. And I think Tony Tony's a um, you know got a real a real passion for the game and also a technical technical side of it, analytical side of it. I think Phil Mickelson would be one. I, I agree with you, Mike. I think you know Tony's always kind of tinkering with his own game, so he's probably looking for someone that maybe he could pick something up from. But I'm gonna like throw a little bit of a curve into that and think. I do think he also probably likes maybe some of the stories behind the stories and little back tidbits that might be interesting, not necessarily in his game or like how the golfer does something, but like a perspective on how the golfer does something. And so I'm, I'm gonna say Jim Nance. Because I think Jim Nance would just be an interesting guy to play with. Probably has a million different times of playing a million amazing courses with a million like unbelievable players that you could just pick his brain and for 18 holes be just kind of like captivated by all the stuff he's got to offer and just like, oh, this one time when I was playing at Pebble with Tiger or when me and Freddie Couples were roommates at Houston. You know, so I think that would be a super interesting fun round. That would be fun. I would we want were... him to comment every shot. That I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would that would be another. Which goes back to our business model oh, from yeah. Forrest Dunes. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. But you guys basically said between you and Shane, CBS Sunday Football. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got the we yeah. got the, the tandem. There, yeah. there it or is. David Faraday might be fun. Faraday would be fun, but I don't think there would be as much focused on like the golf it would just be yeah, like a like a four-hour comedy i read it strictly as celebrity and not golf related when i thought of who i would answer no so tell yeah we'll who let would you answer, answer this one i would go with barack obama oh really? wow he took the high road on all of us we're just thinking like fun oh. and games and like rory would be the golfer that i would want interesting. to yeah. yeah i didn't see that but i do on. phil would be cool for all this yeah stuff. Yeah, about. that's interesting. I mean, there's another president that's golfed way more than Barack Obama. I mean, you could play with him. <laughs> yeah. All right, question Next number three. <laughs> what is the appropriate amount of text to send? <laughs> I gotta read this. Yeah, no, it's it's on the paper. What, what is the appropriate amount of text to send prior to escalating to a 
dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't. I'm gonna say it ends up being depending on the the person you're texting. It can escalate quickly, and it could be text number six. I don't know if that's appropriate or not, but I feel like that's, <laughs> well, what, that's it, what happens. I would say it depends on, obviously, the, the, the person that you're texting with and the feel you get from them and the feedback. Um, but we talked about the different sites or, or apps you're using, and obviously, like, you're going to probably more end up with a, a D-pick on Tinder than you are on Bumble or, was it Hinge? Hinge. Hinge. That was, that was new to me. Hinge. Hinge. I'm out of the game. Um, so I Is would say, one of the six pictures you required to upload, can it, it be a dick pic? Because I would just jump right can into it. Can that be it. part of your profile? You might be breaking the system. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've always been I've always Let's been just forward cut to thinking. the chase. This is what I got. I'm sure, I mean. I'm fully loaded. Could you do that as a profile pic? No, they have some sort of okay. like regulations. And things oh, like that's that. too bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. Everybody include four face shots, one shot of your hips, and some of your jump, and then then we'll get then we'll really well, get cracking. I, th- I, mean, I think we have an I think we have an idea for an app. Junk dot com. It's called sh- <laughs> yeah. Dating app is called Straight Fucking. <laughs> I think there's a market. Yeah. I think there's a big market. Probably yeah. Unfortunately, I think it's called Ashley Madison dot com. Sadly, you're right. So, all right, six. Shane, what'd you say? You never give a number. Oh, I'll say uh, fourteen. Okay, Michael, three. <laughs> Chopped in half. Not what you would have done had you been single. Three. First one, sup. Nothing. Sup with you. Next one, dick. Pick. That's it. That's an us and I'll skit right there. Boom. I've never heard of one. <laughs> sup. Nothing. Sup with you. Nothing. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is up. And if you never hear back from them again, fine. Hey, and if you hear, if you get, if you if get, they do respond. If they do respond, it better be a picture of their drunk, and then start if, the car. If if you do respond, and then it's a picture of their dick, then you're get a problem. Yeah, you've been catfished. You've been cockfished. Cut to the chase. That's yeah. the. I think that's the app's tab. I mean, is there a number tone where is it, which is appropriate for that? Why? How would I know? It's junk to the chase. I mean, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure you have friends on Twitter that maybe do that. Well, first off, I would say the unsolicited move is not the move. So you might want to recalculate that, no. Saul. Well, that's the reason why. I don't think I'm, you're the only one that's thought of that. <laughs> that market's taken. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's an art, not a science. Got yeah. it. So you just got to kind of you know yeah. play yeah. by ear. Yeah. Sun Sun Tzu. All right, number four. Sorry, I got to get past number three. Uh, who do I think will win the Masters this year oh. for hottest first lady of golf? I, I'd be more interested in who you think would win the Masters since you've won the last three Masters tournament uh, fantasy championships we've had, which I'd like a little insight on that. You won three in a row? Two in a row. Two in a row. But you've won three, three, total. three total. So He's a yeah. three-timer. I'm a two-timer. Tony sometimes wonders, why is he so good at yes. winning this? And I, I, I jump to the conclusion of, you're the only one who understands how the scoring works. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. I've watched. I've, 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 I've. Been involved in drafts, and, and, and I've also, also auto draft. Can manipulate all yeah. the scoring, <laughs> right? So he and, and I, I have sat and watched the Masters from start to finish on a Thursday or Friday or Saturday, 
and I'm not proud of that necessarily, but but also I think I must be doing awesome. And I I look at the scores and I'm second to last. And then there's other days where I'm like, oh gosh, I can't even believe it. I must be doing terrible. And then I turn out I'm in like fourth place. I have no idea how the scoring works. I have no idea. Well, Tony's the only one who knows, and no surprise, he wins every other year. I, I will say, and he probably doesn't want. He didn't want people to know, but I will say this: he did win it again last year, and he won. He won a decent chunk of change, and he was nice enough to take a portion of that and donate it to a guy that works for us in his GoFundMe, and oh, who's nice. been yeah, he's been dealing with cancer, and he uh, their their family you know definitely needs the money, so. He said, "Jim, you know, take this amount and just—I mean, it was like three dollars still, but no, it, it was—it was a good—it was a good amount of money." And he um, so just hang on to it and donate it to to your to your guy that's struggling right now. So I, that was really awesome of you to do that. So I appreciate that, and he, he his family appreciates it too. So and he's he's still battling. He's he's got a couple months left of radiation chemo, but uh, you know, every little bit helps. So that was that was a cool move, and uh, appreciate that. Yeah, glad to help. That's cool. Good job, Tone. So anyway, getting back to hottest what golfer wife is that kind of the question? Who do, who do I think will win the Masters this year? Dot 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 for the hottest first lady of golf. So I think that's any woman associated with golf is how I read that, and so, I have someone. I had I? never. I'll start. I had never seen DJ's wife. Oh my god, where have you been? <laughs> In the, in the cutting weight cabin your whole life? Yeah. <laughs> Must be. There's no Wi-Fi out here, obviously. <laughs> you guys know that. <laughs> Thanks for coming back, because I haven't left here in weeks. We are doing our military we bring you. We bring you rations every Thursday. <laughs> I Yeah, my Pamela, yeah. right? Paulina. 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 Gretzky. Wow, yikes. Good bloodline, too. Yeah. I don't know what she's like on the ice, but I'd like to see her in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Remember she used to be like on Instagram all the time before yeah. they were dating and... Had two kids. Good pictures. Yeah, I'd like to see her all coked up with DJ. Oh, that'd be a great sight. But yeah, no, that, uh, wow, number one with the bullet for me right there. Um, has to be a, has to be a spouse of a, a current golfer, though. So I was thinking not anybody just a, associated with golf, but is that Okay, the, all right, well, the, well, let's go from there. Well, it doesn't matter because you're not answering in many okay. way tone, so. I'm going to say, I don't remember her name, but Ricky Fowler's wife. She was the girl who was like a remember the like Very she got Kunis famous actually. literally because she there was a picture of her pole vaulting for yeah. Cal or whatever and uh that it went like bonkers on the internet. She's she's a real attractive lady, so I would say and her a talented pole vaulter. And she can handle a pole, which was good yep. with the pole. Yep. Get, making it go high. <laughs> yeah. Get some good torque on that. <laughs> All right, so I think we got two contenders here, Mike. What about Shane? So are we li- limited just the spouses or and girls? Let's let's keep it a girl, Shane. <laughs> Is there any openly gay golfers? I don't know. I don't know. I've had my doubts about Tony Finau for a while now, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you guys hit the the, the low hanging fruit here on the the two best, probably. I'm trying um, to think of any other ones that are contenders. Uh, who knows? I mean, I saw. Colin Morikawa's girlfriend is really cute. She's like a little Asian girl. I haven't seen golfs her. Golfs herself. Doesn't you know what Brooks Kepka's girlfriend's? Oh pretty yeah, hands. yeah. I'm gonna go with that. I go with yeah. that. Brooks Kepka's girlfriend. I, I, I think golfers outkick their. Or the girl, the girl, the anyway. waitress from Waffle House that Tiger. Tiger. <laughs> well, remember, remember how hot um Jason Duffner's like ex-wife yes. was, oh and he got God. a new girlfriend that was like even hotter. Up and down golfers do well for themselves. Yeah, that's a good that's a good spot to be if you're into super hot girls yeah 
Mm. Yeah. Is there, right, any, is there anyone that. we missed, Tony? That um, I feel like you you know. I I didn't think spouse, so I had somebody in mind that I like that's related to golf. I'm a big Amanda Balionis fan. She, she's on the Golf Network. She's the one that does the interviews like after gigantic the, um, boobs. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> like on CBS or whatever, right? Uh, she's all over. Or NBC yeah. she or did whatever. Some football games this year too. Or even Paige Spranick. I mean, yeah, you can't really go wrong with that. Related, yeah. There's another one called like a a lease. Lob or something? I'll have to look it up for you. I think you're thinking of Lisa Loeb. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're thinking, you're thinking of Los Lobos. That was I only golf when I want to. <laughs> I don't, but I don't drive a chest chip when I'm near the green. <laughs> I wish I had our list when we wrote for the bracket, like our top 12. I think Lisa Loeb was on there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> a horn rimmed glasses and a six string. All right. All right. We're, we, we're beyond it. I don't even... Who's this? No. Shane showed me a picture of Lisa Lobo. Elise yeah. Lobb. She yeah. has a golf club in her hand. What, so what does she do? She posts pictures on Instagram with the golf clubs. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go by process of elimination, <laughs> not Shane. <laughs> All right, number five, wrapping it up. Okay. Um, I don't understand this question fully, so... Uh, it means I, it's a good one. If I were to brunetti, in quotes, someone, what would that look like? <laughs> So like, oh, so, you just got brunetted. So this goes back to, I think when I was writing these questions, it was, I had heard a tale of a Puerto Rican fog bank, and uh, I didn't... Like understand. a real, it happened for real? Or you just found out what it was? No, I just, I just found out what it was for Because we were talking time. about it last weekend, yeah. Right, Puerto Rican fog bank. So we were drinking Lake Erie fog beers, and then they those morphed into Puerto Rican fog banks. How drunk was I? Because I don't even remember this. Very so, drunk. Okay. So a pop... Jim, walk us through what a Puerto Rican fog bank is. I don't even remember, honestly. It has something to do with farting. I think it has to do with... Or you're like about to... Yeah, you're, you're about to be done. receiving fellatio from, from someone and you turn around and fart in their face. Right. Like right as you're about to do your thing, and then you turn around and fart in your face, and then bonus, you turn back around, and then you just give yeah, them the, the icing on the cake. Right. And uh, that would be the Puerto Rican fog bank with a, with a lightning strike. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's what that was. So I, I thought no if we took, you know, <laughs> I thought, you know, you think of some wrestling moves like the Metzger, right? German for sure. butcher. Or the the, Brun- the Brunetti could be a wrestling move. And if you, you know, you don't know, the Brunetti would be an Italian term for, for brown, right? So, so it's, it's like Urban Dictionary sentence, like... I was dating this girl last week. And I we went to her. We went to dinner. <laughs> oh boy. And after dinner, I took her back to my house and brunetted her. <laughs> or, or, or the brunetti, now like that, the, we've, that yeah. we've heard some stories, could be, um, yeah, I met this girl on Tinder. She came to the restaurant. She wanted to order food, but I left instead. And I, it was a total brunetti. <laughs> <laughs> that might, I, that I, might I, be I, it. On the I, mean, I don't even know if I need to answer this anymore. <laughs> it was a girl I'm, I invited to a bar on Tinder. I saw her in the parking lot, and I left out the back door, brunetti. <laughs> <laughs> totally pulled a brunetti on her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, if, I don't know if we need to go any further than that. No, you got. You can't top that. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't it could have been a lot worse. So yeah. And then the girl goes back to her friends. They're like, "How was the date? Was it awesome?" Uh, I, got like, I got totally brunetti. Well, shit, guys, that was a fun show tonight. An hour and twenty minutes. Holy crap! We really talked our butts off, huh? Oh my gosh, Meisner's probably gonna have to run seven miles. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have to get some extra, extra in. Oh, well, Meisner, gosh. you get on that treadmill or outside on the sidewalks, whatever you got to do, and uh, 
Tony, it was awesome to have you. I think uh, I think you shared some amazing stories, and I think you shed some light on the, what the dating scene looks like for someone of our ilk and age. Um, Shane on the board over there again, just solid as hell, rocking it, doing his thing. I, that shirt though, you got to lose it. It's totally Steelers colors, and I am about to rip it off and choke <laughs> you with it, like Mike. It. I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, Pleasure, pleasure's all on this side of the table, my buddy. Role, my role within this show is still undetermined, but I, I can see you're, fl- you're a floater. You just you just do what's needed. Yeah, whatever right we time. need at that moment, you're there to. I'm the peanut butter. I fill the cracks of this show. <laughs> you're cock. I don't know what to say to that. All right, you're all right. I'll cock. play us out here. All right, guys. guys, have a great week. Happy Enjoy. Valentine's Day. Yeah, Happy Valentine's Day.